Shabbos Perak Yudalid Mishnah Gimel 14.3. This mission will discuss taking various medicinal treatments um, for a fuwa to heal a person who's feeling unwell. The reason why we're talking about this here is because the previous Mishnah had discussed the preparation of salt water, which is a prep that goes around food but not food itself. So similarly, preparations that one eats kind of like food um, as medicine, but they're not food themselves, um, comes to the Mishnah's uh, fore here. And now to understand the Mishnah, just you have to understand that when it comes to what the issue is, Chazal were concerned that people who were unwell would get their medicine the way they got in the Mishnah by taking various herbs and spices and grinding them up and then eating them as that's how the medicine was in those days. The problem is that grinding up spices is the malach of tochen, of grinding, and one may not do that. And Chazal were concerned that a person in his distress would indeed, you know, prepare his medicine illegally on Shabbos, and therefore they forbade all medication, even if the preparation was ready from before Shabbos, lest people come to prepare it on Shabbos and do tchina, the grinding. Now, just to understand better, there really are three categories of people in terms of sick people. There's a person who is has some malady, doesn't feel well, um, but it's a relatively minor ailment. And that person is the one who's restricted from doing anything that resembles refua, medical attention, um, to treat that, that mild malady on Shabbos. That's the restriction, lest one come to grind on Shabbos. If a person is more unwell than that, to the point that they basically are, are bedridden, so let's say a person has a, a migraine um, or the flu, so those um, illnesses or maladies are in a different category, and even though the person is not at risk of losing his life, God forbid, with the flu or a migraine, Chazal did not restrict any medical attention for such people. So the second category up is a person who is, once he's feeling so unwell, he wants to, he has to retire to bed, at that point, he can do whatever it takes. Now, he can't be Machal Shabbos, but certainly but the dinder abundant of not attending to the medical needs lest you come to grind, etc. doesn't apply to him. He could take medicine, no problem. There's a third category, of course, which is not... The second category is called the Chola She'en Bo Sakana, a person who's sick, but at, not at risk for losing their life. Um, the third category is the Chola She'yesh Bo Sakana, a person who's unwell to the point that their illness potentially is life-threatening. At that point, essentially all bets are off, and the person... to treat such a person, you can, a Jew himself can be Machal Shabbos, even at the Raisa, etc. Um, as need be. Those halachas are different and not applicable to this Mishnah at all. Back in this Mishnah, we're talking about a person again who's in the first category, who is just feeling unwell a little bit, and we're saying here they can't treat their illness um, in a way that it's nikar, that it's evident to an onlooker that what they're doing is taking some medical treatment. So the Mishnah says inside, Ein Ochlin Ezov Yon, or Ezov Yon, one word, or Ezov Yavan, two words, on Shabbos. Ezov means hyssop. The Ezov um, in Arabic is zatar. That's how people put on pizza in Israel. It grows all over the place in Israel. It was used um, for sprinkling the mechatas, water, the, the paraduma, red heifer water, ashes on someone who's tummy. It's also used in the procedure with the zav, etc. That's Ezov. This is the either Ezov Yon, something related to it, or Ezov Yavan, the Greek version of it. People would eat Ezovion because they believed it would help them with parasitic worms, um, but normal people would never eat Ezovion. Therefore, we're talking about something which is, if you're eating Ezovion, it's clear to an onlooker that you are 
doing it for medicinal purposes, and therefore we're saying it's forbidden for someone in Category 1 who's suffering, for example, from parasitic worms. It's just not the kind of food that people who are healthy ever eat. Therefore it's evident, and therefore it's forbidden. One could eat yoezer. Yoezer is some kind of grass or a spice, like mint or something. Again, used for parasitic worms, um, but this people who are healthy also consume this, like it's the equivalent to say, you know, I don't know, drinking mint tea to help with digestion or something. So people drink tea even if they don't need help with digestion or drinking you know, tea with honey because you have a sore throat. Um, people do that, drink that anyways, and therefore it's permitted to do on Shabbos. That's eating the yoezer. As for the abuvroe, so the word abuvroe literally means um, like a shepherd's staff, but it refers to some kind of tree. Um, they would essentially eat this this tree uh, wood that was soaked in water, whatever it is, and they thought it would help if they'd consumed water that had been uh, impo- poisoned by a snake. So that would help them with their refuah. Again, since people do drink this Abu Vroa juice anyways, so therefore it's permitted on Shabbos. Kola achalin, ochel adam a person may eat any kind of food, if it's regular food, even if he's intending for the medicinal benefits. So, example, you can take a spoon of honey and eat it, even though you're hoping it's just to coat your throat, because honey is food. Drinking mint tea, etc. Vacholamashkin shosa. Same goes for drinks. You can drink any drink, like the mint tea, etc. That's normal for healthy people to drink. Chutz mememe dekalim vakos ikarim. Exceptions are the meme dekalim. This is, um, literally means palm water. It's referring to a specific um, spring that existed between two like palm tree things um, where the water um, was like a, a laxative and actually the Bartonor brings from the Gemara like quite colorful illustration. The f- you know, it was this, the first cup of it was like a stool softener. Um, if you had a second cup, however, it really gave you diarrhea. And if you had three cups of it, it was like prep for a colonoscopy. It's, you know, like his exact, his exact words are at the third cup. So, it cleans out your intestines. That the water will come, whatever you put in your mouth, like the water goes in clear and will come out the other side clear as well. So you're totally cleaned out. So obviously a very strong purgative effect. So even though it looks like water, and people do drink water, but since it's clear that this person is doing it for the medicinal purposes, he may not drink it. And as for the kos ikarim, so this is some kind of potion they made it had three ingredients to it one ingredient is like some kind of tree sap the second is some kind of grass called ace official simcha happy grass and the third is they had um, crocus i guess the crocus flower or plant mixed in there um they used it um, women drank it they had two benefits um the first is that it would um if they were like bleeding like mentally bleeding a zavos longer than they couldn't get it to stop so then this was supposed to stop that bleeding Nowadays in Israel, it's quite common for women to use something called mastic um, temani, whatever that is, I don't know, but anyways, they do drink it for sure for that same benefit, and really it's supposed to work. Um, and also, it helps with jaundice. Jaundice when a person turns yellow because the liver isn't working properly, and that's what the Mishnah says here, mepnei shehen liyeroka. People normally don't drink this kosher ikarim unless they want to treat their jaundice, etc., and therefore one cannot drink it. Um, interestingly, um, Koshal Ikrim comes up all over the place in the Gemara because it, and the Barthanura here brings it as, it's like a double entendre. So Ikar is a root, but Akar means like a person who is um, barren, sterile. So the there's a side effect of this potion, which is it makes a person infertile. 
And that's why the Gemara says that when it comes to women, they could indeed, we're talking about only about Shabbos, and we're talking about women not drinking this on Shabbos because of the Shabbos angle, but the truth is that kosher ikrim would be a problem at least for a man to drink any time because there's a prohibition of making yourself sterile. A man cannot make himself sterile. He has the mitzvah pruvu. As for a woman, since technically she does not have the mitzvah pruvu, so she could, if she so chose, um, drink this to make herself infertile um, or whatever, like a birth control pills or whatever the equivalent is, and that would be allowed. Um, there's a fascinating side point, but there's just an absolutely fascinating uh, Meshachachma in Parshas Noach who says that the reason why women are pater from the mitzvah of Puruvu is because darche darche noam, the ways of the Torah are pleasant, and the Torah would never even behave a woman to go through childbirth given how dangerous and unpleasant it is. Remarkable. In any case, back to this here. So we're saying you can't drink these things because normal people don't drink them. Avoshosahu made the kalim letzimo. But if indeed the reason you are drinking this made the kalim purged of water is because you're thirsty, you're not sick. You don't want the laxative properties. You just are thirsty and this is the water you have at hand and you want to drink it. So that on Shabbos, then you may, because you're not doing it for a food all, you're doing it for drinking. That's fine. And similarly, the sach shemen ikarim shalolorafur. Same goes if you want to anoint yourself with some kind of oil that has these ikarim, those those roots mixed into it. And even though normally a person does that for refuah purposes, but if you're doing it not for refuah just because you want to keep your hands nice and supple and soft on Shabbos, yeah, since you're doing it not for refuah, yes, it is permitted. Okay, and the halacha is a little more complicated in this, you know, this Mishnah Latam, but the gist of the halacha is indeed like this Mishnah, that doing things that are clearly for the sake of refuah are forbidden, um, but if you're doing something which is a normal thing for people to do, and you hope to get medical benefits as well, that is permitted.